Edgar Allan Poe loved the paranormal, and he loved angels even more. On this episode of Survivor Angels, I talk with author, lecturer, and self-proclaimed Poe geek, Katie McVeigh, on the fascinating and misunderstood life of Edgar Allan Poe. It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody. I am so happy to have a very dear friend. She is my one and only Edgar Allan Poe geek, as she calls herself. Katie McVeigh, how are you? Oh, hi, Jody. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. And yes, I am a self-confessed Poe geek. Yes. <laughs> how how long have you been interested in Poe? Oh, my gosh. How long haven't I been interested in Poe? So I would say at least 30 plus years. I think I was introduced to Poe like a lot of people were through grade school. You know, there's a certain point in grade school where you get introduced to certain literature titans, you know, um, and so I think that's probably where it started for me. So I would say 30 plus years. And um, recently it's become more of a, an obsession where I've traveled up and down the East Coast, visiting all the houses where he's lived. Um, obviously where he is buried is only two hours from me. It's down in Baltimore. Um, so I make that trek at least once a year to go pay my respects to him. Um, so, so yeah, the talk about a geek, huh? <laughs> Everybody should be a geek for something. My, I'm an angel geek. Right. That's true. And there's no shame in being a geek. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm your official Poe geek, Jody, and you are my official angel geek. So there you go. Match made in heaven. Love it. Yay. I do too. Yay. I do too. Okay. So in all of your reading and research and investigation, what stands out most to you about Poe? What stands out most to me about Poe? Um, I would say that he was one of the first authors. He was actually credited with being the first author to make a living solely by his pen alone. Most uh, of the titans of literature that you hear about um, had other jobs at the time. They were doctors or lawyers or teachers, professors, and they wrote on the side and, and they were, you know, um, had other vocations. Poe wanted to kind of break that cycle. And he said, you know what? I want to be a writer. That's who I am. And that's what I want to be. And I'm going to try to do that uh, without having a full-time job to fall back on. Um, he didn't do that successfully, as a lot of people know, um, but he gets an A for effort. So that's one of the biggest things that stands out for me is that he said, no, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make a full-time living as a writer. You know, you, you talked just a few minutes ago about how, like, in grade school, we, we all got a taste of Poe, and probably the most famous is The Raven. Right. Does Poe have a paranormal, a supernatural bent to him, would you say? Absolutely. Um, from a very early age, it was instilled in him, the paranormal, supernatural. Um, he had several major things that happened to him. He had deaths of, of many family members, you know, his biological mother, 
his foster mother, his foster father, his wife. Um, they all, you know, he spent a very short 40 years on this earth and watched many loved ones pass away. Um, and he always pondered the other side and what happened after we died. So that's first and foremost about him. Um, and from a very early age, the paranormal was instilled in him specifically because he was raised by a foster family in um, Virginia who were wealthy merchants and they had slaves. And so he grew up learning the African-American and the African tradition of hoodoo and voodoo and hearing those oral stories. Um, so from a very young boy, he was in, highly influenced by the supernatural. And then that just kind of leaked into a lot of the stories that he told that we're familiar with, including the Raven um, and a lot of the other stories that people are familiar with have influences in, you know, African-American culture and American uh, culture, supernatural and paranormal. So from a very young age, he was highly influenced by that. And, and as we know, he writes about ghosts and haunted houses and supernatural and, and um, people coming back from the dead to wreak havoc on the living. Um, so all of that is, is present uh, in, in every, almost everything that he wrote. And that I was really amazed with the Raven because I did not remember this from my first young childhood reading of it, but I went back and read it again. And he actually talks about seraphim and seraphs in it, who, yes. as we all know, are angels. Yes. I, I wanted to bring that up with you because, again, he he believed in all different layers of entities and beings. You know, he certainly believed in life after death. So he believed in earthbound spirits. He believed in higher levels of, of beings, angels, archangels, ascended masters. He believed in demons and devils. He believed that everything and anything was possible. And, and yeah, he, he mentions angels a lot in his stories. Right. He's even got a couple of books that have angel in, in the title. Yes. And I, I had read, too, that he felt that women were angelic figures. Yes. Most of the time when he was writing a poem or a short story and he mentions an angel, um, half the time he's talking about an actual angel that, you know, that is your that is your wheelhouse. But half the time he's speaking about a woman in his life. He does. He did believe that women were the most beautiful creatures on the planet. Um, so when he referred to an angel, uh, he would refer he was referring to his wife or to his mother-in-law or someone very uh, particular in, in his life. Did he ever um, in, in his writings or anything ever talk about the dark angels or the fallen angels? He did. Um, I don't know if he necessarily named them by name. Um, so I, I don't really know if if he was superstitious the way a lot of us are, where we don't like to verbalize those names. Um, right. He had no issue, you know, mentioning the angelic names by name. Um, but certainly, you know, he was influenced by the dark side. After all, that is what Poe is known for, the kind of dark, um, macabre side of things. Um, so certainly he did uh, mention um, not by name, but a lot of more nefarious creatures and demons and devils in his in his writing. And he, he did feel like they did influence human life, too. So back in his day, of course, you know, as you said, he was not successful back then. He got his success later on. Did did he did he talk about angels 
and if so, how how well were they received? Or even just everything that he talked about, did people think he was a crackpot? Yeah, so I I would say there's a multi-point answer to that. Do they think he was a crackpot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he did have a bit of an interesting background and an interesting upbringing. Um, and he was he was full of himself. So he did have a very healthy ego. Um, and so did, people did think that he was a crackpot um, just because some of the stories that he was writing about. Um, most of the stories he wrote that included angels were, were well received. However, he grew up in a time where spiritualism was just starting to become popular. And so people were more interested in spirits um, than they were angels. They were more interested in ghosts and goblins and that kind of thing. Um, so he was definitely more known for the darker side of things. Um, but the angels was still an accepted thing because uh, he did include a lot of that in his poetry specifically. I find that very interesting that you say that it was at the beginning of, of the whole sort of spiritual awakening back then, because that's what I see going on right now. People aren't as interested. I mean, there are people who are interested in the angels. Don't get me wrong, but they like the paranormal. They like the ghosts. They like the demons. They want to be scared. Yes. And it's kind of like we've come full circle and maybe it's not full circle, but it seems like that's the place we're in right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think history does repeat itself. Um, and you're exactly right, where you, on one hand, you have Poe who was writing articles about angels um, and people sucked it up because he was a romantic at heart. But on the other side, what was most popular about him was the dark, twisted tales of, of you know, grotesque tales that he wrote. And you're you nailed it, Jody. That's exactly what's happening right now, that we're all about love and light and, and angels. But man, you plop us down in a haunted house. You know what I mean? And to investigate ghosts. And we'll do that all darn day long. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and it's interesting, though, when, when we investigate, because um, just like we, we did in Savannah, um, I, I had angels popping in the middle of the investigation. And there was all kinds of activity, especially at the Savannah Theater in particular. Mm. Well, I mean, the brewery there was, too. Um, but for some reason, over at the theater, with all that activity, I mean, I just had angels coming out of the woodworks at the same time. Yes. So it, it's there. And I just, I really wish that TV would pick up on that more because angels are warriors. They're not these sweet little fluffy things and kind of move people past that romantic, idealistic view of them. Yes, I agree. And I, I, I have more input that I can add now, I feel, because as you know, I'm, I do Reiki work and energy work on the side. And through that, I've been introduced, you've known for a long time, but I've recently been introduced to ascended masters and archangels and higher levels of entities that are here to always help us. And you're right, they're warriors, they're fighters. Um, and that's their purpose. They're here to help us, especially when we're in a haunted building with you know, a lower, and I hate to say lower level, but you know what I mean when I say that, or earthbound energy that hasn't right. crossed over. Um, they have the potential to wreak havoc on us, attach to us, go home with us. And you're right. That's when our angels are like, uh-oh, you know, and they come in and like the warriors that they are, they protect us and they fight for us. And you're right. They're, they, they don't get enough credit for the power that they have. 
Absolutely. Amen, Katie. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've kind of gotten off subject of Poe here a, a little bit because I'm, I'm not a Poe geek. You are, but still, Poe is so fascinating. How how deep did Poe really go with all of this? As far as like um, paranormal, yes. Well, he it was interesting. He had a healthy skepticism to him too. Um, so he believed in angels. He believed, well, he, and he wanted to believe in all level of entity spirit being whatever you want to call it, but he also had a healthy dose of skepticism. So when you ask me, how far did he go? He went so far as to debunk some of the spiritualists. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but he was a bit of a scientific writer. Um, and he was a reporter. And so anytime a report came forward of somebody, you know, who, came forth and said, I did this, or I did this, or I had access to this, um, he would kind of say, okay, well, let's investigate that. And he would want to write about it. So he would go down the rabbit hole and he would want to investigate um, and to find out if what was really happening was true. So that's kind of how far deep he he went because he, you know, he was writing about it, but at the same time, he wanted to make sure that what he was writing about was true and authentic. So he wanted to investigate these things for himself. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. How many books did he write? How many books did he write? So he only wrote one novel. He's mostly known for poetry and short stories. So right. um, he only wrote one novel. Um, no, wait. Yeah, he wrote one novel that was published. It um, And it was actually kind of a ghost story, believe it or not. And um, go figure. And it wasn't overly successful. Um, he's mostly known for poetry and short stories. So he's written, gosh, I don't even know, Jody. I wish, I guess I should have done more geekery before I came online with you. I don't know. I don't know how many short stories or poems he wrote. A lot. A lot. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, I was just curious about the books because I've never really heard that there were many books and you just confirmed that yeah. one. He wrote one novel um, called The Narrative of Author Gordon Pym. Um, it's obscure. Nobody really knows about it. He published it. It's um, he, It was about a, a mutiny on a ship. Um, and actually, not a lot of people know this, but it was influenced by Moby Dick. Um, so because he was writing, he wrote a lot of stories that took place at sea on ships and whaling ships and things like that. So um, so that was the one novel that he wrote. Um, but it's obscure and not a lot of people know about it or have read it, really. It's interesting that it would be Moby Dick. I have attempted to read Moby Dick several times. It is a very difficult read. Yeah. I, uh, good for you. I, I haven't even attempted it. So good for you for even attempting it. I haven't even bothered to attempt it. <laughs> yeah. So so for that to be sort of um, his, his inspiration, you know, or whatever, if you will. Um, yeah. But then... Back then, what people read was more detailed in a different way from what we get nowadays, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because that really was the only medium, you know, the written word. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have TV, we didn't have the internet, you know, and movies didn't exist. 
um, back when he lived in the 1820s, 30s, 1840s. Um, so the only medium that people paid attention to um, was the written word. And so across the country, there were dozens of periodicals and magazines. And, you know, Poe was constantly publishing in a lot of them. Um, he was the editor for a lot of them. Um, so, yeah, people were paying attention to the written word. And when you have the written word, as you know, you know, you could have an 800 page novel, uh, like a Harry Potter book, and it, it's made into a two hour movie, you know. Um, but back then, they had the license to go into more depth and detail in a book. And I, I think then their conversations, not just about a book, but just conversations in general, um, really had more meaning than the, what ours do today. Our, we're all about the three-second soundbite, you know, the 30-second story. And nothing goes deeper. And I think my opinion is that I think that's why a lot of people, when you start talking about paranormal and even to a certain extent angels, that people they they can't grasp it because they maybe haven't read as much as just getting those quick little snippets correct yeah i totally agree i think a lot of us nowadays are masters of lots of things um but you're right there's no we know a lot of things about a lot we know a very little about a lot of things right yes and you're right. So that's why being a Poe geek and being an angel geek is perfect because we can go down that rabbit hole and we can become experts and, and really go into depth and not just scrape the surface. And not take the first thing that we read as gospel truth. Right. Right. And yeah. really dig our claws in and go deep and, and really take the time Um to go into depth and, and to learn about things. And you're right. I totally agree with you. I think that's really what's missing is that a lot of us, you know, know, uh, know about a lot of things, but surface level things. We don't know a lot of in-depth things. And, and you're right. And that's, you nailed it, the three second soundbite. And, and we, you know, we watch a tiny little podcast and we learn a little bit and then we move on and it's like, wait, I want more, 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 you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, what would you like to leave our listeners and our viewers with about Poe? They take um, away anything from this. Take away anything. I I would want people to really get to know Poe the man. A lot of people talk about his writings, um, kind of the dark underbelly of, of him. But I really want people to kind of pause and remember that he was a man who grew up in a very difficult circumstances. He had a really rough life. Um, died under mysterious circumstances. And I think most people are fascinated not only by his stories, but by his death. And people spend innumerable amounts of time talking about his death, and that's great. But he lived a short 40 years, and wow, what a short 40 years that was. It was great. And I really want people to dig deep and have a deep dive into the life and the man that he was and his contributions to American literature, his contributions to history, um, and what and he was able to create in a very short period of time. Well, Forty years on this earth is a very short time, but he did, you know, because of a recent pop culture, he left a very long legacy um, that is still growing. Um, and there are more geeks like me out there um, who are banging the drum. So that's really what I what I want to leave behind. Look at Poe the man. And, you know, just pull back the layers and, and see what kind of man he was and the legacy that he left behind. 
perfect place to end this. Although it's not an end for us, Katie, because we know we're going to see each other again. We'll be investigating together again. And we'll talk more Poe at another day in time. There's always more to talk about when it comes to Poe and Angels, girl. Right? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Katie McVeigh. Thank you, Jody. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and it was a pleasure to see you, my friend. You take care. It's always great to see you. Awesome. You too. Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook at Survivor Angels-Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.